Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm with Alyssa, who is also a fellow podcast host and Army veteran and Air Force spouse. So, Alyssa, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing good. Just got the kids dropped off and now I've got three (laughs) hours to myself. (laughs) Yes. Cannot pass that up. So first off, thank you for your service uh, in the Army. Um, But tell me what it's like being a military spouse and, you know, the transition from, you know, being a service member yourself as well. Well, I think being a a veteran and then transitioning into the role of a military spouse I feel like that kind of helped me to understand it a little bit more because my husband and I were both military together for a little while. And so I kind of understood what a TDY is, you know, what is he going to experience when he's TDY? What is he going to experience when he's deployed and kind of, I guess the lingo and just understanding the process. So I feel like it was actually kind of nice that I was military before. I felt like I could understand it a little bit more once I became a military spouse it definitely got harder as we added in children because I had never, you know, we were both military and didn't have kids yet. And so being a military spouse and then navigating the deployments with kids makes it definitely a little bit more difficult than our first two deployments when we were just, it was just us. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Once you start, um, you know, even though you understand the lifestyle, mm-hmm. once you start adding kids onto it, it becomes a whole different aspect that you're still trying to figure out. Yeah, it's definitely different and adds different dynamics to it as well. And, you know, and then moving, I had moved as a military veteran. I went to Germany by myself when I was single. I deployed to Afghanistan. And then when I came back stateside, him and I were married. And then I got out of the military and then we were there for a long time. He was at his first duty station for 14 years. Oh, wow. And so then by the time we did his first PCS, it was like, okay, now we have two kids. I'm a military spouse and we're moving to Hawaii. And it was like, okay, this is so different than moving to Germany by myself. I could just bring my one suitcase and go. And now I have to figure out, okay, how do I get the school stuff going, change all the doctors, pack our stuff and move. It's different when you're moving as a whole family. Yeah. Especially because you were there for so long, you know, when you're moving every two years, every three years, you kind of, you know, the first couple are tricky. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. as you add more kids on, you know, between moves, it's more tricky as well. Um, But being in one spot for so long and, you know, I'm sure Hawaii is gorgeous and fun and tons of memories, but it's hard (laughs) to move literally across an ocean um, into a you know, an Oconos location is right, what it's considered. First, right. Yeah. yeah. It's considered overseas. When I would explain that to non-military people, I'm like, we're moving overseas. I'm like, I know it's not really like, but it what is. you consider overseas, but I was like, we have to ship a car. We have to yeah. ship all of our household goods. It's not like we can load up in a U-Haul and do a Diddy move right. and move ourselves. 
And like I said, when I went to Germany, it was so different. I mean, I, I felt like it was not stressful at all. I was like, oh, here's my suitcase and somebody will hand me a barracks room when I arrive. And it's just easy versus with kids. You're like, okay, everybody's got to get enrolled in school. Yeah. <laughs> we need to switch everybody's pediatricians, their dentists, any specialist doctors. And so it's, it was a, a big move. It was a lot. It was very eye-opening because that, like I said, we've been fortunate. We didn't have to move every two to three years. Like when I was, I was army. Mm -hmm. And so we would move every two to three years versus the air force, which is what my spouse is in his job and where he was, they don't move as often. And so it's like, you don't experience that. And so we've kind of been fortunate. We were able to get settled in (laughs) to Oklahoma and had our whole network. And now we have to start all over. Right. Very eye opening. Yeah. And not only do you have the kids' stuff to worry about, you know, you have your stuff to worry about. And then your husband's stuff to worry about and getting everything figured out Mm -hmm. and moving. And, um, you know, military makes it a little easier on, you know, the service member aspect of, you know, you don't have much (laughs) to do. Um, Right. But then, you know, as a mom, you're, then left with the rest of the to-do list of, okay, mm-hmm. you know, all the kids stuff, you know, which right. I'm sure comes first and then, you know, Absolutely. everything else <laughs> and um, getting a house and, yes. you know, while, like I said earlier, Hawaii must be fun and, you know, a great duty station to be at. It's, mm-hmm. it's still hard. It's uh, still hard. Like yeah. any other move. Right. Well, and it's so different versus, you know, if I was moving to from Oklahoma to Kansas or South Mm -hmm. Carolina, we could be shopping online for houses or some of them would allow you to apply to the housing list versus Hawaii, depending on which housing communities we applied to, you couldn't get on the wait list until you arrive. Oh, wow. And so that changes everything. It's like, okay, we're going to get there and stay in a hotel. And many people told us, you know, you're going to be in a hotel for months. Mm. And so then there's that whole other anxious moment of, okay, so now I'm going to be living in a hotel room with two kids and all of our stuff for months. Did you say months? (laughs) (laughs) And so then it was, I was diving into all of the spouse pages and looking for tips and tricks and how do I travel with children and live in a hotel room with kids Mm-hmm. And so we ended up traveling with totes. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody move overseas with the totes. Yes. But we had, I think it was six black totes, like 40 gallon totes, three suitcases, a pack and play, and then their car seats. Oh my goodness. And then loaded up and went. And so in each tote, I like made a checklist of what was going to be in each one, like a kitchen tote, you know, and toy tote, beach tote. Cause of course, Hawaii we have yes. to be ready to hit the beach and hit the pool immediately. That way we could get out of that hotel room. Right. So I had like a small pop-up tent and floaties. <laughs> and I was trying to be as prepared as possible because I knew it was going to be big, a big transition for my kiddos too. And I wanted them to feel calm and be able to settle in once we arrived for sure. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, as soon as their eyes get locked in on the beach, yeah. you know, that oh, yeah. is the first thing that they want to do. Yes. Nothing else needs to come first. Yes. My daughter was loving it and the pool, you know, yeah. it's like we had been so close to a pool and now we can be in the pool every day. I mean, even now it's just, you know, about to be December and 
we can go to the beach. The pool yeah. says like, okay, we got to have everything ready because that's where we're going to be, the pool and the beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that's one thing that a lot of uh, civilian families don't recognize about mm-hmm. how how powerful these moves can be of literally yeah. having to fly with totes yes. and, you know, checking that ridiculous. luggage. It, yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's big. It's, something that nobody would think of. And then you see these Mm -hmm. pictures of military families moving with totes and, you know, have the big carts pushing literally their entire house um, through the airport. And it's like, you know, you almost look at those like a horror story thinking, oh, that's never going to happen to me. That's never going to happen. Like I've never seen it before. So it rarely happens. And then you talk to military families and it's Mm -hmm. like, no, especially when overseas moves come with a big family, oh, yeah. you're like, this is the regular. This is how we have to move because we don't have another option, really. And what are we right. going to do? Throw it all in a crate on a boat and hope right. it gets there. It's, it's going to take two months, months to get to you and yeah. your car. Yeah. You know, it's like those little things that you don't really think about until you're actually navigating it. My My church community was like, you know, you're one of the you know, one of my friends there was like, you're one of the first military people I've ever known. <laughs> and she's like, I had no idea what went into, cause I had, we had just finished a deployment. My husband mm-hmm. was gone for six months and it was my children's first deployment. And it was, it was a long six months. And then he was about to come home and he's like, oh, and by the way, I just found out we're moving to Hawaii. And so yeah. it's like, oh my goodness. Okay. So we just survived six months. Now we have, I think it was like four to six months to prepare and now we're moving to Hawaii. So it's like a lot of change can happen in a year as a military family, not only enduring your spouse being away from you and navigating that with your kids. And then also the moves, because usually people are moving, you know, summer, winter, and then trying to navigate that. It's like a constant yeah. changes and changes. And you just kind of have to move with it because you never know when it's going to happen. We went 14 years without moving. And then all of a sudden we had a deployment and a move all in one year. And it was just a lot. (laughs) Right. It sounds bad, but the military doesn't necessarily think about the family. No. You know, it's it's, there's one mission that needs to be accomplished. Right. And, you know, the rest of the family is just along for the ride. And, you know, being a veteran yourself, I'm sure you kind of understood that point coming into it. But, you know, that's that's the one thing is like the military just has that goal in mind and then the family you know we just kind of ride along with it just just along for the ride there's no other choice yeah yeah well because I mean unfortunately if you think about there's so many military members and then the members and all of their children it would be difficult right for the military to drop everything for each individual that yeah comes along with the member and so it's so hard to navigate that and you know, I mean, we tried to move our moving date based on our child's school because mm-hmm. we ended up moving in April. And I was like, well, I don't want her to like have to move to Hawaii, live in a hotel and start a new school all at once. I felt right. like that would be very stressful for her. And fortunately, we had a wonderful school in Oklahoma and they let us do distance learning. That's a a pro to COVID is that they have that capability now. Right. And so they let us do distance learning so she could do packets and stuff with me in the hotel and still get credit for finishing kindergarten (laughs) in Oklahoma. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so I was really thankful for that. So that was one less thing we personally didn't have to deal with. Thank goodness was arriving. And I saw people taking their kids to school. You know, some people didn't have that option to do the distance learning from the hotel. Mm -hmm. So they would arrive to Hawaii. Their kids are at the end of the school year. And now you're having to start a new school. You're living in a hotel. You're trying to find a house. And it's just a lot of change and trying to get comfortable. I mean, trying to be in your own routine while living in a hotel room is hard enough. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I remember, um, our last move was when my dad retired. And so we took, you know, of course the remainder of the leave at the end of his right before he retired. Uh And we made sure that we moved, um, right after I was in sixth grade and my sister was in fifth grade. So we moved right after that cutoff day, right? Tough years to begin with. And then, um, we, our cutoff was May 23rd and then Mm, we still, there were like two or three weeks left of school at that point. And Mm -hmm. so that was me and one of my other friends moved literally at the same day, because that was the day where the school would say, okay, y'all have learned enough. Y'all have been here oh, enough good. days. You can Thank miss goodness. the rest of this yes. and you'll still get credit for that, it, for that awesome. year. And yeah. so I think we were very fortunate that we were able to do that. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Rather than, you know, having to move, you right. know, in the and middle of the school, school year. One, start yeah. a new school for one month. It's like, oh my gosh, everybody already has their friend groups. Yes. Schedules. And now we're going to launch you in there. Exactly. And, you know, every state is so different with how they run school. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, in Texas, we would be going until like the first week of June. Right. And then in Florida, where we are now and, you know, where we finished our education, it was uh, like the last week of May. So we would have literally moved Mm -hmm. here, had a week and then... (laughs) Moved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it would have been chaos to be able to have yeah. to do that. And, you know, that's no matter what grade it is, you know, even kindergarten, right. like that is really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, you know, for her, I know kindergarten sounds like, oh, but yeah. you know, they're just so young at that point. And it already feels like a big pressure to be in these new schools mm-hmm. and moving around. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just don't want to launch you into a new thing after I've already ripped you out of everything else that you've been in, you know, and like I said, just eye opening because we were so fortunate. We haven't moved a whole lot. And when Mm -hmm. we got here, we met a lot of families that have been moving every two to three years and seeing how they navigate it and how organized they are. I'm like, y'all are rock stars. And I had never really met anybody in the Navy because I only knew really Army and Air Force. Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind that some of the Navy spouses were arriving here without their spouse because their spouse would almost go on like a trip, I guess, like underway is what they call theirs. They would already be underway while the spouse and the children and the pets and everything were moving here or they left immediately once arriving to Hawaii, I guess, because of course we're near water. So they probably go out more. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, so you're in this hotel with your kids and you're trying to find new housing, pick up your car, get your kids settled and check in for all the military stuff. And your spouse is already gone. I'm like, I don't know how y'all do it. You're rock stars. You're amazing. 
Yeah. And, you know, every branch is so different. Like you mentioned the differences between Army and Air Force, you know, with moving. And Mm -hmm. with every single branch, a lot of people, I think there's a big misconception that it's like, okay, you know, you have the military and then you have the branches of it. And, you know, you know, Marines are pretty much the front lines and then Air Force is in the sky. Mm -hmm. Navy is in, you know, you have all of, yeah, you have each one that does their specific job, you know, Mm -hmm. in a sense. And you would think it's all the same, but yeah, you would. No, it's it's so different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're, They're all very different. Yeah. There are so many differences just between, you know, even, Air Force and Space Force, like Space Force was a branch of the Air Force, you know, to begin with, and then it got broken off and it's still so different now Mm -hmm. um, between the two of what, what goes on, what, you know, obviously what the mission is, but then, you know, moves and PCSs and how often you're going to go, how long your deployments are. I know like for Army, ours are a year Mm -hmm. and you know, I did one of those and when we were trying to decide, you know, which one of us should stay in the military, it was like, okay, well, let's look at pros and cons of the two branches. Mm-hmm. And I felt like army, I was like, well, I'll be deployed for a year. We're going to move every two to three years, you know? And so before we had kids, we're like, okay, we need to figure this out because dual military is not working. It was hard to get stationed together for us. It mm-hmm. works for some people, but for us, it was definitely hard. And so it's like, let's go with air force. The bases tend to be a little bit nicer, is what I've heard. I mean, we've only <laughs> yeah. been to two of them, so I'm not the ones not sure. I have been to, they have been significantly yeah, nicer. I've heard they're usually <laughs> a little bit nicer. It's like the deployments tend to be a little shorter, you know. And so we ended up just going that route. But I definitely sometimes miss being in the army because I definitely enjoyed it. I had a cool job, it was fun. But yeah. I'm glad that we have the Air Force side of it too, where we're shorter trips when he's gone, which is nice. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, like you said, there are people who do um, make dual military work and are very successful with it. Um, And, you know, tons of admiration to those those families that that do that, because especially when you bring kids into it is it is hard Mm -hmm. and it's hard to make work, especially, um, you know, typically they tend to be the same MOS or something very similar. So then Mm -hmm. um, you it is a much easier to get stations together. Um, But, you know, when you bring in different branches and stuff like that, you don't have that. Deployments can happen at the same time. And, you know, so many things stack up on each other. And I've had friends who have gone and stayed with grandparents because, you know, both of their parents were deployed at the same time. And it just doesn't happen. That would be hard. Yeah. I was definitely worried that we would accidentally get orders to different places. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know if anybody would fight for us or not, you know, because mm-hmm. when we didn't have kids and we were married, it was already quite a fight between the two branches to get somebody to talk to somebody else. You know, I was supposed to go, I was leaving Germany and I had a ticket to go to the East Coast and he was still in Oklahoma and there was no sight of him ever moving. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so now we're going to be apart again, we had already been apart for two years. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now we're going to be, you know, states apart. And then what happens when we have kids? Could that ever happen? Would we potentially be stationed in different states or, oh my goodness, Oconus and Conus, that would be insane. So we were just too nervous to roll the dice. I was like, we're just going to play it safe. One of us gets out and one of us stays in and that, 
I feel like that's our safest bet. Yeah, for sure. Because like you said, yeah. you never know there's you and you truly never know until those orders are cut right. and finalized and you're mm-hmm. there because orders can change at the drop of a dime. They change and so you <laughs> never know, uh, you know, you could have orders to go overseas and then, right. you know, you get there even and they say, oh, nope, sorry, you're going back. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Let me just flip my whole life upside down. Yeah. Just got to be able to roll with it. And so it's, it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, like I said, admiration to those families who do make it work, but yeah. it is, it's such a challenge because you just, you never know. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, with school, it makes it hard with that. And then so many other things that, you know, it's already a challenge with one you know, right. one family and then one family member in the military. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start bringing more into that. It's just chaos from there. Right. And then yeah. you try and add in your pets too. Like I've seen people moving that have their pets and I'm like more props to, to you guys, because that's a lot of work. Like coming to Hawaii, they're really strict with your pets for their right. vaccinations. And so I've seen people and they're talking about, Oh, we couldn't fly because of the temperature. So their dog couldn't fly. And Now they have to wait for somebody else to ship their pet to them. And I'm like, oh my goodness, the whole overseas part too is just depending on where you're going can be so different. And there's just a lot of ins and outs. And so definitely joining like all the spouse groups, I feel like is really important. I feel like that helped me the most when I was moving. And Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that I kind of knew to connect with any spouse group I could find on Facebook for asking all the questions, which housing communities to live in you know, which hotels to live in, all of that kind of stuff, I feel like is so helpful. So it's also nice that there's like this network of all the military spouses work together, share information and help each other too. So it's a nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about those like spouse groups on Facebook and stuff and automatically just link it to, you know, base drama or what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's their chaos (laughs) and it's there. Um, But if you filter through, yes, (laughs) anywhere, Um, but filtering through that, there's so many good resources and valuable information, especially when you're moving to a specific location that you've never been to before. Right. Um, Because I think Hawaii is on like everyone's bucket list of to go and visit. But you know, if you haven't gone and visited, you don't know what you're getting into when you're moving there. And the only way to know is connecting with people that that do live there or have lived there and know what's going on and know um, what you can expect and how to navigate everything going into it. And that applies to any duty station, even, yeah. you know, moving within the states of, you know, one base in, I don't know, like Oklahoma to Florida or something, you know, right. where it's still a substantial move, but it's a little easier. Right. Well, because you still don't know, okay, if I'm looking at a house online mm-hmm. that I might want to rent or buy when I get to Florida, is that in a nice neighborhood? How yeah. would I, you know, it's like, how do you know from so far away? So I feel like that was like some of the top questions I would see for people moving into Oklahoma. It's like, okay, if I lived in, you know, Edmond, how long would it take me to get to the base? And so right. even like simple questions like that, you know, is the commute doable if I live in this city or this city? Do these ones have good schools? Um, you know, or is this a safe area to live? You know, so even those like simple questions are nice to be able to ask on those pages. And that way, when you're moving, you kind of have like an idea because it's hard to just 
move to a new city and buy a home and you're just kind of guessing because you've never lived there before. And so then Hawaii or any of our overseas locations, like a whole nother step up because you're like, okay, now I have to look at all the different housing communities. Um, Same thing with like the commute, like how far is it? All that kind of stuff that just lots of questions. And so it's a nice place to kind of filter through and see what people have asked in the past and then updated information too. And just re-asking the questions because things change. Right. Exactly. And you never know. One of the biggest things with like commuting is you never know the traffic that's yes, going to come and it up. it is big here. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's such yeah. a small, you know, yeah. little place that, you know, mm-hmm. it's everyone's trying to get somewhere. And so mm-hmm. pretty much at the same time. At the so, same time. That's why I was like, oh, we're going to live right near our base. We're not going to yeah. live. We slightly thought about living in a different one because people are like, oh, this is the beautiful side. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, okay. We went out there and I'm like, no, we don't need to commute. And it blew my mind. Some people are like, oh, they canoe to work. I'm like, they canoe Ooh. to work. So I guess I've some never of heard of that. Have, like, right. The, some of them have like a water area where you can go and get to the base. I'm like, well, that's interesting. But that's I think we're going to live as close as we can get, <laughs> you know, and not have to battle traffic because I don't want to sit in that every single day. Yeah. And then I'm sure if canoeing is a big thing to get to work, there'd be (laughs) some traffic there, some sort of backup in in a canal or something. Right. That's not, that's not my cup of tea. You know, if you want to ride your bike to work, okay. If we live close enough, but I don't know about canoeing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a little interesting. I'm sure yeah. there, there's got to be like some sort of gate or something. I don't know. No, when in Hawaii, so right? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so crazy because you don't hear about those things, you know. Again, no. I'm sure somebody mentioned it on the spouse pages, but you don't hear or think about those things until right. somebody says it to you. And it's like, okay, are you like, being for real? Yeah. Right. Are you being serious <laughs> or are you trolling me right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's it's the things that are unique to each location right they're so incredible and you know just the different cultures within the united Mm -hmm. states and even the hawaii is considered a you know okono's location but it's the united states and Mm -hmm. so uh it's just so different and you know alaska is the same way it's still so different but then um the continental united states like you Never know what you're getting into when you go to a different place. Right. But it's such a cool opportunity. Like that's something that I love about being in the military. And now that I'm not uh, active duty, but being a spouse, I'm like I still get to experience it. Yeah. Which is so cool. I always tell people I've seen ones that are like, should I take this Oconus trip or should I just stay stateside? I'm nervous to do the Oconus thing with kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's difficult, but they're never going to get these experiences. Again, I mean, how right. cool is it for your kid to get to grow up in Spain mm-hmm. or Germany, you know, Hawaii? It's like, it's difficult being far away from your family. That's a struggle for me. When we found out we were coming here, I was pretty devastated. Right. I was excited to see Hawaii, but I was not excited to go on another trip where I was so far from my family. My kids aren't going to get to see my parents as often. But I was also telling myself, this is such an opportunity for our kids to experience hikes in the beach and they can do Hawaii over a several years 
versus having to pay all this money to go on one big vacation and you're trying to get each each thing in. You can only see so much on that one week vacation. Yeah. And so like this is our chance to get to show them Hawaii in a different lifestyle than what we were living in Oklahoma. We're able to get outside so much more here and get more active and moving and you know, just make the best of it really and go out and experience it while the military is the one sending you like, this is your chance to right. explore. <laughs> and it's fun because you can, you know, especially going to places like that. And I think people do it for any uh, duty station, um, mm-hmm. but you see it a lot more for those, those fun and adventurous ones like right. Hawaii cool or places. Germany. Mm-hmm. And they just build a bucket list of so many Absolutely. things that they want to do when they get there. And yes. I think that is so important because it helps, you know, if you're scared of going or if you're, right. you're nervous yeah. and especially Unknown. kids who are in school and have friends and don't mm-hmm. want to move. Yeah. So it's like an encouragement of, okay, no, this sucks. Like we mm-hmm. are going to go through such a big change in our lives, but we're going to make it fun and we're going to go and do all of these things and, you know, go to the beaches, travel and explore the mm-hmm. different islands, go hiking and so many incredible things within just one state. Right. Yep. That's definitely what I told my oldest because she had mixed emotions. She would be super excited about the move. And then she would go towards the, but I'm going to miss everybody. And I kept reminding her, that's okay. I'm going to miss everybody too. I'm going to miss our church and our community and the home that we've built here. But I'm also very excited about our next opportunity. I'm excited to meet new people and I'm excited about this, this, or this in Hawaii. And I would show her pictures and videos and try and show her the positives, but also remind her that it's also okay to miss what we're about to leave. It's okay to be sad about leaving where we currently are. Cause that's totally normal. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. going to miss all my friends as well. And it's like, we got to take that piece in and not try and shove it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, accept that, but also look forward to what, what are we going to get to experience now? And look at those positives as well and take them all together. And I feel like that helped her because I would show her pictures of the hotel, what it was going to look like. We're going to have a pool, you know, and then I let her help pack our boxes, like our totes, Mm -hmm. you know, pick your favorite toys that you want to put into this tote. This is the toy tote for you and your sister. And I want y'all to pick what you really want to be able to see because some other things we might not see for a while. Yeah. And so I feel like that also helped her to prepare the baby, she was only a, a little over a year old when we moved. So for her, she was just along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't care either way. But for my oldest, it helped to let her pack the boxes and look at the pictures and take it all in to help her prepare mentally for such a big change. Yeah. And I think that's one fun thing that when uh, kids do get to that age where they begin to understand what's going on is what's they can happening. help yeah. and they can, yeah. you know, start to make those memories for themselves of, okay, yeah, I'm going to be sad and it's going to be hard for, yeah. you know, a period of time. And then, you know, we're going to do fun things, you know, these are the toys mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see again yes. for sure, like right. relatively soon. Um, but these ones, it might, might be a while and, mm-hmm. you know, Um, I'm going to miss my friends, but I can make new friends and, you know, we Mm -hmm. can go to the beach together. We can do so many different things that, you know, just starting to look forward to, to what you have coming and, 
you know, right. so remembering what you have back in Oklahoma or, you know, wherever your yeah. last duty station is. Yeah. And pen pals. We also yes. did the pen pal thing in her class actually sent us letters that her whole class had written her. It was so sweet. Aww. Like we had the best school. I loved, loved the school that we had in Oklahoma and they sent letters to her that her little friends had written. And then the teacher had sent like a book for her in a whole little package. They're like, once you get settled and have an address, just send it to us. We want to send these things to her. I was like, you guys are the best. <laughs> yeah, that is so sweet, especially because yeah. the school year was still going. Yes. And so she, yeah, she didn't feel like she was missing out on something because, you know, her classmates still remembered her and yeah. um, included her in the class. Mm -hmm. Yep. It made her feel very special. And then we got postcards as soon as we arrived and she filled out about how she saw her first mongoose as yeah. we were walking around the hotel. There was just a mongoose running by. <laughs> <laughs> And then tire swings and all the beautiful flowers. And so she wanted to write all the things to her friends to tell them what she had seen so far since arriving to Hawaii and the rainbows, because the rainbows yeah. in Hawaii are amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. And such something yeah. that, you know, you think of pen pals, you think of writing letters and it's like a lost mm -hmm. art form now. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody really does that anymore. And, but that mm -hmm. was something I found so fun as a kid being able to, you know, write letters to my dad while he was deployed or, oh, yeah. you know, we kept journals. And so when he'd go on trainings, we'd have a journal where we'd just write That's letters to idea. him. And at the end of the year yeah. or at the end of the month that he was gone. Mm -hmm. um, I think we even did it when he deployed too, but we would pull them out and we would say, Hey, you know, this is what we wanted to tell you while you were gone. Aww, um, so, so, you know, I like doing that idea. things like that, they're still yeah. fun and it's, you know, letters do take much longer to send than a text or an email or a we FaceTime do. or something, but it's so fun. And so, so memorable. I was going to say, and it's, yeah, I was going to say memorable because you can keep the mm -hmm. letters. Like we have, like, even before we had kids, my husband has the postcards that I would send him yes. anywhere I would go in Germany or Europe. I would send him a postcard from everywhere I went and I would write a little bit about what I saw and send it to him and he kept them all. And so now it's kind of fun. We can show our kids these postcards from when mommy was in Afghanistan or mommy was seeing different places in the world. And what was I doing and seeing and so same thing, we send the postcards from here to our family. And it's just, she loves getting to put a little stamp on it even and just go put it in the <laughs> box. You know, that part's exciting, you know, yeah. and then we can keep some of those ones that we've sent and received and, you know, look back on them someday. Cause in the moment, it seems like we'll never forget these moments. But now I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Germany feels like such an eternity, like so long ago. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be fun when they're older to get to look back on those little pieces of memories too. Yeah. I love going through, you know, my mom has a scrapbook of my first trip to, uh, my dad was on a stateside deployment to Fort Leonard Wood. And so, oh, nice. you know, she put Fort together Lost a little, Woods. yes, <laughs> she put together <laughs> this little scrapbook and it had, you know, I was an infant. So my first plane ticket and oh my um, yeah, everyone was, uh, you know, pictures of everyone in my dad's the barracks that he was staying in and his unit and mm -hmm. everyone was just so excited to meet me. Um, right. She had gone down there and visited. We were living in Ohio. So she would go down and visit when she was pregnant with me. And then, you know, everyone would be like, we just want to meet the child now. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, going down there and visiting and um, 
seeing everyone, you know, for mm-hmm. that first time. But it's so fun to look back to that scrapbook, yeah. to those memories of that trip that, you know, my mom, you know, documented. And then mm-hmm. looking back to the journals that I wrote in when my dad was gone or um, yeah. the letter that he wrote to me while he was deployed. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like that are really fun to look back on. and. I'm such a keepsake person, so I love to keep all those memories. (laughs) My husband's like, you're like a hoarder of these pictures. I'm like, I know, but I just, I love them so much because like I said, it. I mean, you think you're going to remember it because you're in the moment, Mm -hmm. but then you look back and you're like, wow, look at us here. You know, it's just, I do Shutterfly is what I started doing. I love that. And so I go in there and make their scrapbooks that they have. Yeah. So I've, I, I've started it when my daughter, first daughter was born. And so the start of the scrapbook is always in September and then it ends on her birthday. And so oh. I have one for each year and I, you know, put a few pictures and then write a little bit in there. And then even like quotes from the kids, because they say the funniest things and you, yeah. you're like, I love that you say it that way. And I never <laughs> want to forget that the way that you talk to your sister about her craziness I'm gonna put that in the <laughs> scrapbook. <laughs> Yeah. And then we can look back on it. And I always put pictures from, you know, some of the deployment stuff too. Like here was us during our COVID time. Here was us during a deployment. And here's pictures of daddy at the green bean getting a coffee yeah. for his me day. You know, <laughs> now we can look back on those. And I know someday when they're older, we're going to love getting to see that stuff. And it's hard to keep up with. I feel like I'm, it's getting harder now that there's two kids, but I'm still trying to occasionally go pop a few pictures on there, type in some words and just try and keep those memories. And then the books are small, so they're easy to keep up with. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll be fun for them to show their kids. Like here are the adventures I went on literally as an infant that I don't even remember. But, (laughs) you know, this is stuff that I did. And, you know, I can say I've been to Hawaii. I can say I've lived in Mm -hmm. Hawaii. I may never do it again. But, you know, this is some times that I had there and some things Mm -hmm. I did there. And I love those memories. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, absolutely. And so the last thing I want to ask about is what advice you would give to another military spouse? Ooh, well, I would say each of the phases will pass. Just remember, even when you're in the deployment and you're in the thick of it, that time will end eventually. It's hard but just continue to like, I pray. So I continue to pray through those moments where it gets very difficult and then building a community. It's difficult being a military spouse because you're so far from your family most of the time. So what I've worked hard and I'm not necessarily an outgoing person all the time, but I've worked really hard to try and meet other military spouses and build my new community so that when my family is far away, I still have people that are there to support me when I'm having a hard day, help watching the kids sometimes. So I can, you know, have just a moment to myself if my spouse is gone or deployed. So I would just say each of the phases will end eventually. God never gives you something that you can't handle. And then building a community because those other spouses also know what you're going through. And most of them are more than willing to help support each other through those hard times. Hang in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And it almost slipped my mind, but tell listeners about your podcast as well. Okay. Well, so I recently started a podcast called Homefront Chronicles Podcast. 
And, you know, I just feel like at this point I can't return to my regular job. And so I wanted another way to share my experiences in motherhood, my military journey with other moms to try and be supportive and share positive resources. And so I decided to start this podcast where I'm going to have on other moms and sharing pieces of our journey and just show that we're all in this together and you're not the only one going through some of the struggles. Sometimes it can feel that way when you watch other people's highlight reels, but hang in there. I hope to be a positive resource. If anybody's ever looking for some mom tips or just to see that you're not the only one going through it, hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And where can listeners listen to your podcast at? So you can find me on Spotify or Apple podcast, Homefront Chronicles podcast. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Homefront Chronicles podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Alyssa. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.